and this is Culture Shift. I'm Amanda LeClaire. Since its introduction in the early 1950s, the Corvette has become one of the most recognizable American sports cars. The iconic look of the vehicle began on pencil and paper in the imagination of designers who practiced a unique Detroit art form, automotive design. The Scarab Club has gathered dozens of rare designs from the 1950s and 60s, snuck out of advertising agencies by the creators. Here's the exhibit's co-curator, Robert Edwards. Yeah, the Corvette holds a special place in the American uh, uh, psyche and car landscape. Uh, if you think about, uh, you know, the whole uh, aspirations of, uh, of youth and especially in the 50s and 60s, uh, if you were a young man, especially, you wanted a Corvette. I mean, it was the ultimate car uh, and... Uh, designers who designed that that vehicle, they were always the best talent that General Motors had. Uh, and I think that's indicative of the reason why it's existed for now 60-some years. Plus, uh, every generation of that car, every iteration of that vehicle has been more beautiful than the last. And now you're the curator of, of this exhibit. How did you get involved with uh, finding these drawings and collecting them? Well, I'm the co-curator of the exhibit. John Douglas uh, Peters is the uh, co-curator as well and uh, a really great uh, uh, philanthropist and a volunteer at the Scarab Club as well as Detroit Institute of Arts. And he approached me at last year's exhibit uh, and asked if we could do a Corvette exhibit. At the time, I said it would be really hard to come up with enough drawings for the Corvette exhibit. I personally at that time had none in my own collection. Uh, and only saw a few. The items, automotive art in, in general is really rare. This was corporate secrets. It wasn't supposed to leave a studio. The majority of it was smuggled out by the designers. You know, imagine yourself being an artist and you create these things, you pour your heart into these objects, these drawings every day and every week, only to see them destroyed. Uh, they were destroyed because it, the lead time is two to three years uh, to have a car produced from the time it's at the drawing board to the time it hits the streets. In that time frame, they're corporate secrets, and there were people who made a living as corporate spies and trying to pilfer that information for other car companies. Uh, you know, remember this was the 1950s, the era of the Cold War as well. So a lot of politics and a lot of things are all intermingled in that as well. And, and, and I heard you had some really interesting stories about how these were taken out of these these agencies. Yeah, that's some of my most favorite part of talking to these designers. I've gotten to know a number of them and interviewed them for the documentary film I've been working on called American Dreaming as well. Um, uh, you know, they smuggled them out in uh, secret compartments in their raincoats. Uh, on a rainy day, they would roll them up in an umbrella and then hope that the rain didn't happen when they were walking out the door because you literally had to walk in and sign them with a guard and walk out and sign them with a guard. You weren't supposed to take these out, and if you were caught, you would be fired. I know a number of designers who have nothing. Other people uh, just felt so passionate about their work that they wanted to save something. So most of the people who work there 30 to 40 years, they might have anywhere between 20 to 50 drawings, but that's not a lot if you consider uh, how many drawings were created. Probably 95% of all the artwork was destroyed. That's incredible. So as you were choosing pieces to include in this exhibit, what, what were the criteria that you were looking at? Uh, well, the Corvette, uh, number one, you know, there was only, a, especially in the beginning, there were only four or five people in, in the studio at one time working on a Corvette. During the period of 1955 and 56, there was only one person. At one point, they were actually considering killing the Corvette. It was a low-selling, money-losing vehicle. 
uh, but uh, Ed Cole and uh, uh, a couple of other key people really pushed to save it and made it into the sports car it is today. So there were very few designers who were in the in the uh, uh, the group to begin with. The rarity of the pieces were obviously a deciding factor. The the artists. Uh, we have a work by Harley Earl, who was the vice president of design. Uh, he started in 1927 at uh, GM. He never drew. Uh, the joke was at GM uh, by some of the guys who are still alive who worked with him that Harley Earl couldn't draw a straight line with a ruler. But Harley Earl was a particular genius, and he really was. He uh, had influence over 50 million vehicles that were produced at General Motors from the time period he started in 27 to 58. Uh, so the artist uh, involved, the rarity and the beauty of the artwork, those were the criteria of, of, of any of this kind of work. Do you feel like the automotive design is something that is not as appreciated as it should be outside of that world? I definitely feel that. I'm, I'm a fine artist. I was not interested in car design. I've only changed six flat tires in my life. So I'm not a car guy, but I am an art guy. And I started finding these objects um, a number of years ago at estate sales, garage sales, flea markets. I was intrigued by their beauty. As an artist, you respond to something that's beautiful. And even though these were at a garage sale, they had a power to them that a lot of other things don't have. And then if you think about it in the context of uh, of just American culture, uh, you know, the very first rock and roll song is supposedly Dynamic 88, or Rocket 88, which was by Ike Turner. That was in the early 50s. That's recognized as the first rock and roll song. Uh, the TV show Route 66 was actually based on Jack Kerouac's book On the Road, which tells the story of two young men traveling back and forth again across the country. If you look at the road movies in, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, even Thelma and Louise is basically a road movie. The car has permeated our culture, uh, and it has had a significant impact. The automobile basically is probably the most important industrial object or most important object of the 20th century. And like any culture in any part of history, what those people value in the culture is ultimately what ends up in the art museums. These, uh, these drawings will ultimately end up in art museums, and I hope they end up in Detroit or the DIA because that's where they belong. That was Robert Edwards, co-curator of American Dreaming, Corvette, Seven Generations and Beyond. The exhibit is on display at the Scarab Club in Detroit until February 18th. Find more info at WDET.org. This is Culture Shift.